everyone. Welcome to the next installment, episode number three of Secondary Fermentation by East Carolina Beer and Brewing. And that means I'm here with Nick. What's up? The author of such beautiful Instagram posts and stories. Well, I think they are anyway. I'm flattered. And uh, I'm here with Lauren as well, the self-appointed creative director. Say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. And of course, this is Joe, one of the other hosts and also a content creator at East Carolina Beer and Brewing. Uh, and we're here for our third episode of the podcast. Uh, this is a, still a relatively new media experience for us. And we're excited to bring it to you. Uh, so, Nick, what's what's going on in, in the beer world? Well, um, this time of year, it's starting to get a little bit... Uh, I, can't even say it's getting cooler yet. It's still been very hot. Um, but as the leaves change and as we near the fall weather and the pumpkin decorations come out and every place under the sun has pumpkin spice in their menu, we are nearing uh, what what we might like to call the changing of the seasons for beer. Yes, um, changing of the beer seasons. What, what do you think about that, Lauren? Hashtag stout season. Yeah, that's what you love. It. Yeah, you're here for that. Yeah, pumpkin spice stuff. I saw... Pumpkin spice ravioli the other day. That sounds gross. I just, yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I guess you could have, like, squash, but pumpkin spice ravioli? I, don't think, I think the spice thing would throw me off. Because like what kind of sauce are you putting on that? Is it just ravioli that you're going to eat? Because I know pumpkins use as a cooking ingredient, but the pumpkin spice, yeah, yeah it makes it totally, yeah. um, totally difficult to, to match with other flavors, I feel like. So, yeah. Well, and that's, that means, so yeah, I guess you could simmer in some pumpkin beer. Uh, yeah, like you said, we're in the changing of the beer seasons. Goodbye, summer crushers. Goodbye, sessions. Uh, goodbye, I don't know. I guess not goodbye, hazies. <laughs> goodbye, my friends. <laughs> goodbye, summer shandy, <laughs> if you drink summer shandies. Yeah, uh, and now it's, it's time. Time for the Dark Boys. Yeah. I mean, you can enjoy the Dark Boys all summer long, but... Yeah. Uh, We've actually done that. I mean, we we even did a, a review of Pitt Street's uh, Barrel Age Stouts. That was in the summer. Like yeah, that June, was released midsummer. Yeah, yeah. So definitely uh, not a usual time of year for that, but still fun nonetheless. Um, I don't typically limit myself to beer based on the season, but it's just you know the trends. The trends evolve, and the the breweries and the tap rooms they all start to you know the shelves sort of align with uh, the time of year whether it's hotter outside whether it's uh you know starting to cool off a little bit and i i get that i, I think the pairing of uh weather and beer is, is natural we talk about that a lot in our reviews just you know how a beer makes us feel what what kind of setting we think it would do well in um oh yeah well so. I mean, yeah it's all about how you know what you're craving at that time like in the summer you want a cool crisp beer that's going to be refreshing you know you don't want something that's sticky syrup sweet you want something that's light and a little bit dry and just got that nice crisp that you can just sit and cool down with a little bit but in the winter you want something a little bit more substantial maybe a little higher abv maybe a little bit of that warming uh maybe something else but that doesn't mean you can't branch out and still do whatever you want yeah i mean in certain styles that we've uh had this summer that might to the untrained eye allude to being a darker uh, warm or a, a darker beer for the uh, the colder months um, like Schwartz beer there's a lot of summer Schwartz beers that came out this year that we tried that are uh, darker malt but still really refreshing and crisp and uh, I think that just uh, shows how you know how our eyes can be really deceiving in the in the sense that uh, what we see is not always what we get in beer um, so yeah don't don't shy away from dark beer just because it's summer you might be surprised don't do it don't do it and speaking of changing of seasons and the release of pumpkin beers you know what time it is i think it's time to crack a beer can you get it oh yeah cracking a beer it was only natural that we had to go with uh a pumpkin beer as we are um in that time of year and Ooh, Lauren gave us the ASMR pouring noise. I'm excited to see, um, again, uh, made sure that this was a beer none of us had checked in and untapped. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a a nice little trip to Jarvis Street Bottle Shop again yesterday. Uh, 
they are definitely um, starting to, to sell a lot more stouts and porters right now, uh, particularly some of these like pumpkin beers that are coming out. Um, a lot of pumpkin yam beers are, are becoming popular amongst some, um, you know, NC breweries. Uh, also, still a lot of fest beers. Um, you know, October Fest was was hanging out, so uh, still some of those and some Merrickson's out there. But uh, yeah, I had a, a fun time looking at the sh- the shelves there, and I figured why not do a pumpkin pie porter for uh, the podcast today. So yeah, and we went in today and, and stopped and saw Lars and got some personal recommendations from him. So that's always great. Yeah. I like they have their staff picks, you know, those little signs yeah. that say like, oh, you know, this is Lars' pick. But he was there and even was able to say, hey, I tried. We just got this and give this a try. Yeah. So actually, that's how I grabbed three or four beers there. So yeah. it's always great to have somebody that knows what they're talking about uh, and that's able to give you that friendly yeah. advice, you know. Yeah. Stephanie was there uh, when I was stopping by. And so she actually uh, recommended one of the beers that... Uh, Texted you about a collab with Run the Jewels with uh, Spaceway, so I'm excited to, to give that a try. But Yeah. Yeah, so what do we have in the glass? We have Deep River Pumpkin Pie Porter. Uh, definitely. Not your Meemaws. Yeah. Hashtag not your Meemaws. Deep River in Clayton, North Carolina. What's on the can? We got a pumpkin with a tap handle in it like that. We got a nice steamy pumpkin pie. Oh, yeah. We got some pumpkin, you know, vines and some, you know... Other plant accoutrement on there. It's looking fine. The beer. How's the beer look? Dark. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not a kind lot of, of room for line. <laughs> yeah. Oily. I can't see through the glass, so it's. I'm drinking the right kind of beer here. Yeah. Lauren's eyes are wider. <laughs> Sneeze, sorry. I was trying to pause so I could like to sneeze and then go. <laughs> Lauren's eyes are wide right now. They are. She yeah. loves the porter. She loves the stouts. Uh, what Does she love pumpkin pie, though? I don't know. Yes, but I really do. So pumpkin pie is something that I really enjoy with also, like, cool beer. Oh, yeah, cool Coop beer. beer. <laughs> uh, well, some people like whipped topping, and I can't get behind whipped topping for pumpkin pie, but cool whip, I Wait. definitely enjoy on the pumpkin pie. Is that to... exactly what cool whip is? No, they taste different. Like whip topping, like the ready whip, like those are oh, different like things. from a can. Yeah, but that's actually like whipped cream. Yeah, I cool whip. I would say is whipped topping because it's just like hydrogenated oils. Okay, so when I say whipped topping, I'm talking about like the ready whip. You just in got a can. real slow <laughs> right The ready whip in a can that you like shake it up and you spray it so on. So that's what you yeah. do. You like or don't? I like. prefer cool it whip. to be cool whip. Cool whip. Okay. Cool whip. Whippy boy. Yeah, and I, some people like mm. ice cream, and I just also can't get behind that, but cool whip. Okay. And if you look on the can, there's also a dollop of cool whip. I think that's debatable. That could be from a ready whip can. I, I don't know. That's whipped cream. I'd say I like whipped cream better than, especially the stuff from a can, because you can squirt it straight into your mouth after. Yeah. And then you I, know that. <laughs> I, you know, and, and, and this is one of the things that I tell people, and I get a lot of grief or shame for um i just don't really care for pumpkin pie a lot interesting that i would (laughs) all right good night guys um and it's interesting that i would i would choose this porter i had a few options and i I just figured this one would go with the the season i actually do like pumpkin or yam beers uh it's just something about pumpkin pie that doesn't doesn't do it for me. I don't think I like pie in general. It's just I I'm, also, not, I'm not a crust like a flaky crust either. person. I much prefer like a crumble. A graham cracker crust. I just don't eat the crust of pies. I mainly oh, just eat the filling. I like the crust. Yeah, you can have mine. I like the buttery yeah. flaky crust. Buttery, crispy, crispy, crispy whatever that is. Like flaky, yeah. crispy, buttery crust. But, yeah. So, <laughs> I guess we got off on a little tangent. But yes, we are drinking pumpkin pie porter from Deep River. It looks nice and dark. In the glass, uh, you know, some tan head that kind of dissipates. dissipates. I just got like a, a ring here. Aroma. What you getting? It's almost a little more savory than I expected. Yeah. Um, savory. I think it's helping from the, the spice content because I'm getting yeah. some like cinnamon, maybe some like nutmeg yeah. or allspice. Yeah, but it's not, it doesn't smell overly sweet no. to me. Yeah, it's kind of like a savory, earthy kind of smell 
Which I guess for a porter, you know, they kind of lend themselves to be a little bit more robust than sweet, unless yeah. you're doing like a vanilla porter. Mm-hmm. Mouthfeel. What you got? It's a little lighter than I anticipated. It is. Based on the appearance, it looks like it'd be heavy, but... Yeah, those colors, though, I mean, that's how I feel about Guinness, where you think it's going to be one way, and then when you drink it, it's completely different. That's how I feel about porters in general. Yeah. But yeah, so that that's true. And it's much more roasty. I think it's toned down a little bit. It's not like those pumpkin beers that are just like a slap Over, in the face yeah. with a... Somebody took a, uh, a vat pumpkin of and put pumpkin it in spice, there. you know. <laughs> But I think this is a little bit subdued. It's more almost like a roasty character than it is. It's like if you had a pumpkin pie that had a just so slightly burnt crust. And it's just like, there it is. Or, you know, like the edge of the pumpkin pie, like where the crust is really thick there. That's what I'm getting more of. So I'm not going to lie. When I drink this, though, I don't really pick up on pumpkin. And I don't know if it was just a pumpkin pie brewed or sitting near this while it was brewing, but I don't really <laughs> feel like there's much pumpkin pie. Well, do you want us to be overwhelming though? That's my no, question. but I'd like to have a hint, and I, I'm I'm only picking up on the spice aspect of like pumpkin pie. I'm not really tasting any kind of pumpkin. Really? I'm not. I almost feel like I get a little bit of it, but more in a roasted pumpkin sense. Like, almost as, like, a savory side dish. Like a squashy kind of a... Hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'm just biased by reading the can, but that's what I'm feeling. I didn't even read the can. Yeah, but you knew what it was, I guess. Did I? We said it out loud, pumpkin uh. pie quarter. <laughs> now we know what we're <laughs> Wow, how did I not pay attention in your own podcast? Sorry, yeah, it's, it really does have um, a lighter smoother mouthfeel than I expected and, and the flavors yeah they're a little bit subdued enough to where you know it's not like a gimmicky pumpkin spice because I'm not I, I'm not a huge fan of I, I will not order a pumpkin spice latte or anything like that I just think that flavor is too concentrated and it is um and sweet yeah, and this is sweet. a nice balance where you get a lot of that nice true porter flavor you get that kind of roasty malt mm-hmm. throw in you know a bag of spice, um, cinnamon, things like yeah. that. It's really just, for me, it's working a little better than if it was, like, you know, a pumpkin spice beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I and if you were thinking of it, like, comparing, like, a pumpkin spice latte, you know, as a, as your typical pumpkin beer, this would be more akin to, like, a, you buy a bag of coffee grounds that are pumpkin flavored yeah but you drink it black you know like that's kind of what it's like for me does that sound that's a really good observation minus the pumpkin flavor yes minus the what hey yeah i don't know my my taste i'm really broken are you broken i said my taste buds not me well are you broken do you need to talk about it no i think this is pretty good i'm i'm for untapped score, I'm right on that cusp of three, seven, five, and four. Mm. I just can't. Yeah, it's a tough one. I might give it a four just because I do think it was well executed in the sense that it really, for me, it just was a better product than if it had been really concentrated pumpkin. Yeah, I mean, I'm still not going to drink more than one of these. Uh, it's, yeah, not in my lifetime, but you know, within a, a, <laughs> with, a within a sitting or within a few day span, because it's still. I mean, it is still a strong beer. It's still. Uh, not ABV wise, but strong flavored, and you know, yeah. I just don't see myself sitting there crushing, yeah. crushing. Well, one I, or two. I mean, I think porters in general, I don't really sit think of as like crushing. I mean, yeah. I like. Oh, I'm gonna have one beer this evening. Like, oh, let me have a nice a porter. Water. Yes, you have a porter, time. mate. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, overall, yeah, I like it. So, Deep River Pumpkin Pie Porter. Check it out. I'm, I'm sure it'll be around on the shelves through the holiday, Thanksgiving, that is. Um, although, it, it's weird because it's like, you think of pumpkin, it's like Halloween, but pumpkin pie is Thanksgiving. So yeah, it's like, Thanksgiving. Pumpkin yeah. gets two holidays. It does. It really gets elevated. And, I mean, I have pumpkins out in our house, and it's still September. What do no. You no pumpkin spice <laughs> candles, though. Well, um, yeah. I think this actually smells. No, I think it's more cinnamony. 
Cinnamon. The pumpkin smells like cinnamon? Yeah, there's cinnamon inside it. There's like a scent thing. Nice. It's purely for decorations. Nice. So you want to you yeah. talk about our recent travels? You know, sure, where'd you go? Where'd you go? That's my question. And why wasn't I there? <laughs> no, so... Come on. Well, Joe and Lauren had the uh, the pleasure of going out west for a trip to Portland recently. Um, mm-hmm. Joe's birthday, I won't tell you how old he is, but let's just say it was a milestone. Um, I'm 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> double yep. digits, baby. Congrats for reaching the double digits, Joe, and... He's been drinking beer for a while, so... <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, but no, so, um, you know, you guys were out there for a week. I know you didn't spend the whole time brewery hopping, although if you follow them on tap or if you see their check-ins, you might think that they drank nonstop the entire time. Now, tasters, of course, that yes. helps a lot of check-ins. lots of tasters. Lots of and tasters, lots of flights. Well, to, in certain we places... We tasted each other's tasters. Yeah, well, I thought it was kind of neat. Um, certain breweries had set flights, um, which is not mm-hmm. something that I was typically used to because I'm used to kind of picking what do I want to drink, and they would have a couple different options, and so I would get one, and then Joe would get another, or when we were building our own, we would make sure that we were getting different ones so we could optimize right. all of our potential yeah. check-ins. But we didn't tastes. say the best part of our trip was that we didn't shower for five days straight. Yes. How was that experience? Let's let's first go there. We'll come back to beer. Interesting. I told my mom, and her first reaction was, "Well, that's not a trip that you take when you're first dating." Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, we have to. You have yeah. to be engaged for that one." Yeah. <laughs> it's, to be it solidified our relationship. If we can make it through that, you know, we can make it through a lot. Yeah. I mean, we had we had purchased some like body wipes in anticipation. You're welcome. Yeah. That Otherwise, I purchased. It probably would have. Are you telling me that wasn't Joe's idea? No. <laughs> I'm just saying he would be real stinky if it wasn't for me. Well, I mean, I don't think I was not not own. stinky, but I mean, less stinky. Yeah. And two, the issue too with us is like we were camping, and so we were in a tent, and so you have to be real close to your tent right. partner. So I don't think you smelled. I didn't. No, I actually don't think stitches. we did smell them. I think it was like the initial, like you know, you don't shower for like two days. You're like, Ugh, but then after a bit, you kind of get used to it. I think your natural. You know, medieval not showering sense comes over you, yeah. and you, you're like, yeah. yeah. I mean, my hair did get kind of matted because I wore a hat most of the time. So, right. Yeah. But like the campground, like the places we went camping, like one or two, one had a shower, but like it was closed because Perfect of COVID, COVID. stuff. Oh. So like we couldn't do that. But in the tent, I mean, the only time that I was really wishing I had a shower was like the second day we went on a hike. That had a lot of vertical climb, and we did a, <laughs> a lot of upward, and yeah. I was very sweaty, and I was like, oh boy, this is going to be bad if I can't shower. 1,300 feet elevation gain and 0.5 miles? Yeah, something like that. Wild, like something, yeah, yeah, that was, that was something else. But that was fun. Rock climbing at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Going down yeah. was almost harder than going, not harder, I but imagine. like more painful because like, my knee was starting to act up and stuff just from the constant slapping. Yeah, because you don't typically walk on a decline. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> not steep that steep decline. <laughs> yeah, uh, but anyway, we made it through that and then yeah. ventured back into Portland. Uh, what was your experience with the uh, the the multi day backpacking hiking part? Because that's I mean, that's the first time you've done something of that length. Yeah, right? well, so, I mean, yeah, and we didn't do like was it like true backpacking like a... where we like walked and then camped from there so like we we rented uh we did a turo which i had never done before so we like turoed a car drove to the campsites and then basically did day hikes from the campsites that Mm -hmm. we were at so we didn't ever have to like carry everything we had with us and then so that was fine we just brought our like day packs versus our backpack packs I'm trying to ease into this um, new hobby of ours. Well, that's smart. Instead of like fully committing to make sure, hey, do I enjoy camping before we decide, hey, let's go backpacking. But yeah. we have backpacks, so we're ready for a backpacking trek. Yeah. yeah I think we did really. I think you enjoyed it, too. You oh, yeah. It was, I did. It was cool. Um, the only caveat to that is the sleeping pad I had um, <laughs> is, so it's a short, and... Um, 
initially, I didn't think it was going to be that big of an issue, but it is. Um, I'm it's not a, tiny. It, like, it is if a, I use it, my knees would be off yeah. the pad. It's and so small. And then Joe's is, like, massive and takes up three-fourths of the tent. And well, they sent me the wrong one. I had I wanted the Climate Static V2 or something. They accidentally sent me the Climate Static V2 Lux, which, which is, is nicer, 30 too. inches wide in mm-hmm. our in our tent that has a 50-inch footprint. <laughs> So yeah. it took up over half the tent, and she was like, what the heck? So I had my little sleeping pad, and he had his massive sleeping pad. <laughs> that was comfortable. So I probably <laughs> would need to get a new sleeping pad, but I really did like my Thermarest. I just want, I need it to be longer, because I am apparently a lot taller than a short. Mm-hmm. So, but other and than And one that, of the campsites has general store not far away. Yeah. And I had some nice. good beer. Like, we got a, I got an Nkasi can. It was like a 19.2 ounce can that we split. It was like a Ninkasi double IPA or something like that. Megalodom it was, and it was like a 10% thing. I was like, damn, this is a huge thing. (laughs) The old general store. The old general store with their 19.2 ounce 10% IPAs. (laughs) You never know what you're going to (laughs) find. Yeah, so, but that was, uh, it was a cool experience, so. Yeah, the only downside was the four stars. Um, limited visibility one when we were at Crater Lake. Um, so we were, weren't able to kind of see those picturesque views of the Crater Lake. But when we, we did have the opportunity to take the trail to go down to the oh, lake. Oh, yeah, we and swam in the lake. That was it. our shower. There we go. So that was kind of, it was a very chilling experience. Volcanic um, lake very water. Very cold. Very cold. But it but was, it was cool. Yeah. Um, and you couldn't do like actual fires because of the high risk of, yeah. You know, but on our way driving to different campsites, we got to stop at a couple of breweries. We went to Rogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty cool. The Rogue, it was like Bayside Brewers on the Bay. And it had like a nice restaurant, like upstairs bar area where we were able to get a flight and then a, and then a beer or two. Got some good burgers. And then before that, where did we go before that? Bend. We went to Bend Brewing Company. Oh. Yeah, so that was like the nice. second day because we drove... From Mount Hood National Forest to um, Crater Lake, but Bend was on the way. So, like, we stopped there, went to Bend Brewing, okay. got some beers. There, That waitress was very attentive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're listening, waitress from Bend Brewing. <laughs> you were she was very, very, very attentive. attentive to all of our needs. No, yeah, but that was, was a good, good spot. We stopped and continued our journey on, did some more camping, and then... After we left Crater Lake, went to Cape Lookout, took the 101 up the coast in Oregon, which is really cool, except it was very like misty. So like, again, we were limited in our visibility of some things, but still got some cool views. And then, um, that was when we stopped at Rogue actually. Yeah. That was in Newport. Yeah. Newport. And then we went to Cape Lookout, stayed the night and then went, made our way to Portland the next day. Um, and that's where the fun begins. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, so, I mean, we talked about the different flight options at the breweries there. Um, I actually like the idea of doing, if, if you're going somewhere for the first time, I think doing like a pre, pre-made flight or like a, okay. a an orchestrated flight is like great because you're just like, hey, I'm coming here. Everything's new to me. Just give me your yeah. five, ten best, whatever. Um, but I will say, yeah, it's nice when you have the option to, to sort of. Um, yeah, so we had a design mix, yourself, but mix of that too, because yeah. uh, Ten Barrel Brewing they had their own like pre-made flight which had ten selections in it. That's yeah. a flight. So that, that was, was that <laughs> was a, quite a flight. It was a flight. It took up the entire table. Yeah, and our waiter there actually went to NC State. Yeah. So it was funny. We checked our IDs. That was the only time we had our IDs checked the whole time. No, there was a second time. I mean, you look, you're 10, Joe. I mean, you should get ID all the oh, time. Oh, boy, hey, my chair would yeah, like a beer, oh, sir. The airport. the airport was the second time. Well, you always have to show your license at the airport. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. When we There's went a thing to, called um, TSA, Lauren. Oh, when we went to Great, Great Divide, Divide on yeah. the way home. Yeah, that was uh, cool, too. Airport beers. Yeah. Nothing slaps like an airport I beer. went to Great Divide in Port... Uh, no. In Denver? Yeah, in Denver, yeah. Oh, we went in yeah. Denver, too, right? Yeah, but it was in Denver Airport and in Denver. Yeah, I went know, to, but we went in Denver. Yeah, we went to the oh, actual location yeah. in Denver, yeah, when we were right, there nice. the year before. Um, that was like a, a small little place and we sat in the back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. we did too, yeah. 
It'll be it'll be group though for the bachelor party. Um, so like, here's what I was curious about. Did you notice anything when you're out that way and stopping at these breweries? Was there any drastic difference in sort of the menus or like the offerings from like the say the you know like a West Coast? So brewery versus like what we find out here in North Carolina. Yeah. Were they very similar? I mean, was it? Well, no, I feel like there was a, a big, I feel like there was more selection of lesser done styles there. Like, I don't know. Like I had a rock beer, like a okay. smoked yeah. lager. And then I had a Dortmunder and like, you don't come across Dortmunders very much. And then you'd have, you know, they had a, I think a more robust selection of lagers and then they still had like their, they had a lot of West coast IPAs obviously cause they're in the West coast, but, uh, they had some hazies. So they had a little bit of everything. And I think all the breweries there had just a massive selection, at least the ones we went to anyway. Do you have a, a white beer? Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went, went to hair of the dog and we're sitting at the bar and this dude comes up and he's like, do you have a white beer? And the dude's like, no. I mean, cause it's hair of the dog. So they got like barley wines, like barrel aged, like big, strong beers. Like they don't even have, they have like one IPA. Uh, and the dude's like a white beer. And the guy's like, uh, no, the light, the closest thing we've got is like, I can't even remember what it was. Um, but the guy's like a wheat beer, like anything like that. And he's like, no. And then like the dude like kept taking his mask off and the guy was like, put your mask on. And it just was a Jeez. whole mess. And like they walked away and I was like, man, you got your work cut out for you with that one, don't you? And he's like, yeah, tell me about it. But Hair of the Dog was awesome because like there, we had, I had Adam, I had Bourbon Fred from the Stone. That was really cool. And I was asking, so that one's concrete fermented, and I was asking the guy about it, and like they're, con- con- he's like, oh, you can actually see it. There's a window that looks back into the oh. brewery area, and there's like a, a big like red egg looking thing, kind of like those Komodo charcoal grills, grills yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Like that, but like 10 times the size, and they're like, he uh-huh. says like, you know, can't hold any pressure, or it might crack, and this and that I you know I asked like oh it's a single yeast strain all that stuff um but it was super cool it had a very unique flavor like it wasn't over bourbony it wasn't anything crazy like that but it was really good I enjoyed everything from there thoroughly I was um that was Joe's actual birthday and so we were driving from Basically, we couldn't check into our hotel yet, so we were driving around. So I was still driving at that point, so I didn't really get to Good thing is try they, as many things. They had a lot of four-ounce tasters, and the, like, four-ounce glasses that you get were, like, very tall-stemmed and like, really <laughs> tiny. You may have yeah. seen my story, but it was, like, this little tiny thing. It was really cool. And the owner, like, was, like, sitting over there. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I think that's the owner, Lauren. And I was kind of like, ooh, I can't. I can't. Fanboyed a little I, bit. I did. I was yeah. like, ooh. I was like, that's the owner. I can't. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to sound like a fool. Never got enough courage. Never did. Maybe next time. Yeah. Didn't want to have too much liquid courage and then talk to him and then sound like a fool. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like, let's go. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry that he keeps wow. bothering you. Yeah, but I never did. We just got to yeah. go back, I guess. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's been a while since I've been to Portland, but the breweries there are... Yeah, next level. Where else did we go? Yeah. Ecliptic. That day, right? Yep. That was cool. Ecliptic. Very spacey theme. Yeah, we went to Level Beer. I hadn't really heard of them before. But they were kind of cool. Arcade theme. Yeah, very like retro gamey vibe. They had some good beer. They had like a, it was like mainly a big outdoor space, but they had a huge production facility too. Um, And then we went, yeah, there. The next we had Cliptic and Hair and the Dog, yeah. and then the next day is when we went ham. Barrel. Went to brunch first. Nice yeah. Bloody Mary. Oh, that place was so good. Cafe Mill. Mm-hmm. Some good sausage. and Like, the Jeez. toppings of the, the Bloody was, was good. So, um, it's just a great trip. Yeah. Got a lot of check-ins. Deschutes. Went to Deschutes. Oh, how cute. Almost forgot that one. It's huge, yeah. It's insane that the, the amount of breweries that are in or around Portland that are 
so nationally recognized and, and they distribute even out here. And so, you know, we, we find our way, um, you know, to shoots and, um, I don't know about Ben, but like, you know, Rogue, there's a lot yeah. of like, of those big breweries that make their way out here. Um, and they're all just, you know, right there for the taking and it's, yeah. Um, well, the crazy thing is so like 10 barrel across the street, there was like, used to be the Rogue Pearl kitchen like it was like in the pearl area mm. and it was closed like it had been closed for like over a year at that point i think and it was like i was reading a little bit about it yeah so i'm glad we stopped like um, yeah. in the newport location because i was not aware that it was not open in that pearl district because that's where all the breweries are mm-hmm. and such yeah but it's crazy how like huge of breweries can and, and mm. i forgot how nice it is to like have a brew pub to like a, a lot oh, of the breweries food. around here, you know, just tap rooms yeah. and maybe a food truck outside. But like some of them that like have a very strong food program and most of the places actually did have food options with it. Yeah. But it was nice to get a lot of good burgers and stuff after we were eating like food on our jet boil knockoff stove. What do you want for dinner tonight? Oh, we got this dehydrated, uh, <laughs> dehydrated chicken and dumplings. Dehydrated chili mac. Chili mac, yeah. Ooh. Some of those meals were garbage. Mac and cheese. Some talk, of them were good. My language. Some were nasty. Um, some ramen. Ramen. Kept us going though. Yeah. Fueled us. Yeah. PB and no J sandwiches. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't have a cooler either because we were like... PB sandwiches. Just PB sandwiches. Well, my plan was, you ever see those styrofoam coolers? Like, just the cheap styrofoam coolers? Yeah. I was like, oh, we'll get out there, we'll get one of those, and then we can, like, keep, like, maybe we could buy some burgers or something. So, therefore, I did not pack our collapsible Yeah, coolers. but in, I think, the Portland area, there's, like, a styrofoam ban, because there were none. There were none of those. So, we either had to, like, buy cooler, like, and I didn't want to buy one and just throw it in the garbage. That's wasteful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Well, that was, um, I mean, it, it looked like a good time. Obviously, I was just uh, living vicariously through you guys and your and tap check-ins. But, and I've been to Portland. It's, it's a great time. Um, but yeah, it's, just, it's nice to, to venture out and, you know, experience, especially like Hair of the Dog with their, you know, pretty unusual or, or uncommon is a better word probably, mm-hmm. their menu. Um, you know, as far as just getting styles that you won't find typically around. Well, that's the um, thing. It's just such a different focus. And that's like, it was nice to see that intentional focusing of the breweries of like where, you know, where are they trying to take their styles? What are they catering to and where are they going? You know, we have a couple examples of that here. Like, you know, look, look, crushes it with our IPAs, crushes it with their sours. Um, and even they have some big stouts too. So I guess they are pretty diverse, but like, uh, duck rabbit, dark beer, yeah, but not the. It was nice to not have the typical. Let's brew everything, kind of. Eh, but there's some places that are like, let's brew everything. Let's brew one thing amazingly. It's cool. But yeah. Hey Lauren, um, I've got a problem. Hey Nick. I finished my pumpkin pie porter and I'm a little thirsty still, so I'm wondering if you have something that can. Uh, what? Fix that. You're still thirsty? Do you need some water? Yes, that's what I need, Lauren. <laughs> some water. And I oh, want you to get are you telling me here. it's time for... Hey. Time for Elsie's Pig! <laughs> my subtle segue wasn't quite effective. Yeah. Oh, wow. You guys I'll are still that. thirsty? If you guys have listened before, Elsie's Pick is a recurring segment. Uh, well, I guess if you haven't listened before, Elsie's Pick is a recurring segment where she buys a beer... Uh, presents it to Nick and I. Mm-hmm. We are blindly tasting it, closing our eyes, got our, our taster glass, she pours it for us, and then we have to describe the aroma, flavor of the beer, and then finally we can look at it and uh, hope that we can guess as to what it may be. So let's go ahead. All right, let's close our eyes, Nick, or avert them. Yep, and I did pick this up today at Jarvis Street Bottle Shop. I'm very excited to see. Well, not see, but you know, see with. All right, first crack. That crack, nice. It didn't crack with that uh, nitro sound that we had from the last time. Mm, didn't, did it? Mm. My nitro beer oh, is broken. Have my hand ready to. 
take the glass whenever it's poured. Take the glass. Listen to that liquid. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of creepy sounding. I don't know if I ever want to say that again. <laughs> Listen to that liquid. Yeah, I don't think you should. I'm trying not to make a mess. I've got my hands ready. Max, you can't have any, bud. He's just jealous. I'm waiting. The beer dogs are thirsty. Yeah, the beer dogs want to do some blind tasting. The beer dogs are also always thirsty and hungry. All right, so you have now been handed your beer. Ooh, it feels like glass. Oh yes. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Smells hop hop testicle. Dank. Yep. Or is that the dog? Is the dog near me? Not quite sure how that's how I would describe Max right now, but Oh yeah, it's quite It is a dank boy. A little bit of citrus hop flavor or aroma there. I haven't tasted it yet. We definitely have an IPA. That I'm just guessing off the smurls. What are you getting also from this? I'm just getting like earthy, yeah. dank. Not super like juice. It's, it's more of a tinge of like lemon or like citrus. Like it's a little bit of a like a sharp acidic. Yeah. Aroma. Smells good though. It smells like you just took some hops and rubbed them between your hands. Yeah. I'm wondering if this is maybe a, a dry hopped beer. We'll yeah. see. It's probably pretty fresh. Mm. Mouthfeel. Medium bodied. Ooh. A little bit. A tight finish. Yeah. Like it's, a. And it's more juicy than I expected. Yeah, the mouthfeel is definitely like wetting, but it's like almost like a, a saltingly carbonated too. Yeah, very yeah, you bright. You should have seen me pour it. Yeah, it's very bright with um, a gentle touch. Yeah, try not to make a mess. Yeah, I'm still getting a lot of like dank, heavy hop, a little bit of juiciness cutting through, but it's. It's still dry hop madness here. What about malt character are you picking up? You know, it's it's really hard actually because I think the hop flavor is just just like, overwhelmingly so. Yeah, that's really the main thing. But it's not a bad thing. I think they just had a very expensive hop. <laughs> hop deployment on this this one. Alright. It wasn't as bitter as I might have guessed from like the dank profile. Are we allowed um, to look at it now? Sure. Looks like a beer, so that's wow. good. It kind of looks like I expected, but... It is a Haze Boy, yeah. Haze Boy, nice lacy head on the glass. Yeah, and it's actually been there for a bit. It's been there for a bit. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty good. I mean, a nice... Pale yellow color. Alright, so I'm going with a, I mean, a New England hazy. Dry hop. Okay. Okay. That doesn't sound very confident and inspiring. Want to see what old Nicholas has? Old Nicholas? Old Nicholas. I'm going to say this is a, uh, this might be. Might be foolish. I'm gonna say it was a double dry hop. Doubling up your dry hops. Or so what about it? And the hops, if I had to guess, I'm thinking there's some mosaic hop in here. Maybe a little bit of citra hop. Not a lot. It'd be smallest amount, but Lauren, you're looking like you're disapproving of our guesses here. No, I mean it's your palate. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> so what about it? We're losing our credibility. Well, what about it makes um, you think it's a dry hopped beer? Just the volatile hop aromas, yeah, punching on, us in the face. on the nose, like on the palate. It's um, it's so it's hop forward, and it's like fresh hoppy smell. Like like I said, it's like you just rubbed hops between your hands. Right. And it's not like hops that have been boiled. I mean, I don't think it is dry hopped. I didn't. I don't. What you got there? 
right. Is that so, a sloop can? I will say. Well, it's a collab. Um, a collab. A collab. It is a New England IPA, okay. so that part is Got correct. correct. Um, it has Galaxy and Motiku hops. Motika, mm. maybe I pronounced that incorrectly. But nowhere on here does it say it's dry hop. Give me this can. Um, so it's a Sloop and or Orno Orono mm. collab. What? But it's called Tubular Bomb. I really enjoyed the can. Tubular <laughs> Bomb. Tubular. I'm disappointed because I actually really no. like Galaxy Hops, and I'm bummed I didn't pick that up. It's all right. Montueka Hops. I may have said that wrong. Hopewell Junction, New York. Motika. I think maybe Motika or Motika. Mm. I really like it, though. But anyway, yeah, super hoppy, super... It's pretty good. It's fresh. I mean, that's a, yeah. Sloop. I mean, that's New England IPAs right there. Tubular. Sloop. Sloop um, I remember for a long time, I really loved uh, Juice Bomb. Oh, yeah. That's good. Juice Bomb by Sloopy Boy. Yeah. Well, I just feel like this would be a nice um, way to kind of round out a transition into a uh, different style of beer. You're trying to mix up time. our beers. Yeah, I'm just trying to smitch it up. Maybe. Well, we smitch went from a pumpkin pie porter to a New England IPA. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that's, I mean, that's the beauty about craft beers, um, especially when you really expand your your palate. I mean, I enjoyed both. I think this is probably more my my bag. You know, the, yeah. the hazy New England. <laughs> hazy New England IPA. This thing is my bag. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing is my bag, baby. Okay, lovely. One certificate of authenticity okay. for <laughs> <laughs> for New England IPA. Um, yeah, so Joe definitely uh, got the New England IPA parts. So points, points to Joe. Pat's on the back. Points. Good job. I think you. Yeah. The only thing, I mean, the dry hop thing, it wasn't dry hop, but I mean. Could have fooled me. I think so far we've been doing all right on this. I mean, yeah. we've had a little bit of You're more like obvious styles, I guess. Two of two. <laughs> two of two is episode three, bro. Learn oh, how to count. Three of three. Yeah. I mean, Sorry. I feel like, I mean, we're never going to be. I don't know. Totally <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we're giving ourselves credit, too, like, even if we're in the ballpark. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would never be like, oh, which hazy IPA is this? Now, if we could pick out, like, the hop oh, profile. I thought that was the whole point. Cool. I thought you were yeah. supposed to That's, name, I need like, to get better at the hop. Um, recognition too i think there's just so much overlap and hot flavor that it's sometimes hard to well and there's a lot of hybrids and then yeah. a lot of multiple use to like yeah. triple hop use and all that stuff so it makes it a little difficult sometimes we're not quite there yet we, okay. Did okay. Yeah. we did okay i'm proud of us i mean we did it you could have done worse you could have told me it was a porter yeah and i would have mm. said you are wrong <laughs> you're fired <laughs> this is an imperial peanut butter style Ooh, mm, that sounds good. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I really enjoy an imperial stout. Wow. Well, one of so them. Imperialistic. Just, just, just one. Stout That's season is coming. Stout season. Stout season. Stout season is coming. Season up the stouts. Um, it's also porter season. I mean, it is. But no one ever calls it porter season. It's not alliterative, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But, I mean, technically, Jeez. it is. Porter. We could have a porter party. Yeah, <laughs> porter <and> party? <laughs> that's what it sounded like. So no. yeah, porter yeah. party. Oh yeah, that's probably why um, people don't say porter because the stouts have this alliteration. Well, plus porters season. in the beer culture aren't as sexy as stout. stout. I mean, you literally have a stout named Sexual Chocolate. You don't have any porters that are named sexual porter well actually maybe you do i don't know there's a bazillion beers out there say should i fact check that don't fact check me (laughs) we can't we can't fact check that um get fact checked but i mean like Um, porter porter pours please porter pours more porter pours please i don't know i kind of you know lauren you're you're sort of a, a resident expert on porter as much as you consume them yeah, from the consumption standpoint, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Beyond that, no. They're quite tasty. I mean, I, I know very little about them. Apparently, they were, like, really big initially in the 1800s, um, primarily overseas, across the pond. 
Um, and it was considered one of the preferences of the London market. So Lauren spouting off facts is actually transitioning into our next segment, uh, <laughs> where we were going to talk about porters because we figured, hey, we, we took a trip to Portland. We're talking about Portland. We're transitioning beer seasons and porters are now becoming more back in vogue. Uh, so why not talk about porters and Portland? So, you know, maybe that'll be the title of this episode. Porters in Portland. Porters in Portland. Uh, it sounds a lot see? better than Porter Potty. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, Lauren, why don't you why don't you tell us that about those 1800s folks? Or is that all you knew? <laughs> that was about the extent. But apparently, so because it needed to mature in these bigger vats, it wasn't really stored in the pubs. And so, like, that was where kind of mainstream... The brew house. That was the first kind of main thing that they started brewing. Boy, mate, you going to the pub? Yeah. Gonna go get a pint at the pub, eh? I've never been to London. A little bit of London town. I think I'm mixing my accents a little bit too, so. <laughs> G'day, mate. I'm from London. <laughs> so maybe I should just. Yeah. But apparently, though, they lost uh, popularity really until, I guess, the 21st century again, where, like, Guinness was starting to do things, but I don't really know anything so else. So it was popular before Porter's. I don't know. Peter Piper picked Porter. I don't know. I was not here in the 18th you century. You weren't there? No. Well, it, what's interesting to me is that like Porter was kind of like, you know, the the, the, the working child of being weird. like, yeah, it's just like, after a long day, like, you know, the all these like, you know, the Porter's yeah. like, is like, oh, I'm going to have a beer. That would not be my first go-to option is like, oh, I'm going to drink this, uh... It's like dark multi beer. Granted, they're not really heavy most of the time. Most porters are, you know, six seven percent maybe. So but yeah, I mean it's different than the whole uh, Bud Light sitch we got. Yeah. Real man of genius. Well, and because like the, you know, the pyramids when they're being built, I you know I heard stories about, uh, you know, essentially beer being served to the, you know, the slaves that were working to build the pyramids, and it was. You know, two percent beer. It's like, but it's watered down like next to nothing, and it was supposed to be like nourishing because it was water with some a little bit of you know zest. Yeah, a little bit of you know some calories. Some I mean, and it's probably just low enough on the ABV scale that it wasn't going to dehydrate them either. Um, like that, that kind of makes sense if you're like, I'm gonna give these workers oh, yeah. like well, I mean, beer, but it's like I'm gonna drink a porter to like you know recover from a long hard day. Well, plus you think the origin of beer. You know, basically, it was a way to preserve water so no one died of waterborne illness, right? Like, you're boiling it, and then eventually they figured out hops, which are, like, a natural preservative as well. So, adding that in, it was, like, a, a life-saving beverage. Yeah. And it saved my life. Yeah, and then just... Not really. <laughs> as, a, as a side note, too, while we were in Oregon, no one died from dysentery on our Oregon Trail. I just want to put that out there. Oh, yeah, we survived the Oregon Trail. <laughs> we survived the Oregon Trail. I'm glad trail. that you uh, pointed that out because we were all concerned. <laughs> our cart's axle broke once, but we had a spare. We purchased it in the beginning, gambled, spent a lot of money, but we did it. What'd you do when you got bit by a snake? Uh, we had to suck the, the blood out. Poison, blood? sorry. The poison. <laughs> Suck the blood out of the snake to get revenge. (laughs) We hired a vampire. He sucked her blood. Wow. We went and got dialysis. Didn't didn't die from uh, from venom, but now we're vampires. So got some anti venom slapped in us. Um, What are we saying? Are we talking about porters? You know, so porters are named after porters. What did porters actually do? They ported things. They did. I think I think they like delivered stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. So, you mentioned beer wasn't brewed in pubs anymore. So, like, what was it? It was brewed in the pub, casked there, and then sent off. So, there's what, like, mild? Wasn't it, like, English milds? And then there were stale beers, which were the older, you know, been hanging around, usually blended. But the milds were, like, the fresher beer that had been made. But then these dudes were, like... I love a good English mild, by the way. Let's blend some beers. Let's age it. And what do we got? We got porters. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's interesting how um, popularity can, like, ebb and flow for beer. I mean, we, we talked about it, you know, a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. about the uh, the Meritzen beer and, like, and Fest beers for Oktoberfest, how, uh, you know, the Meritzen being the pinnacle beer of Oktoberfest, and then it was suddenly usurped by the Fest beer just based on what was popular in the 1980s or 
somewhere around there. So, um, and now marathons are still, I think, considered fairly popular around Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. Maybe more so in the states. I don't know about Germany, but um, they're just not, I guess, considered the prototype of that um, that celebration. Whereas, like you know, you know, the porters, you know, it's like they hit a peak and then it's kind of like they fell off by the wayside for a while and came back. Yeah. Um, kind of just like, it's based on, I guess, what the public likes and I guess breweries just adapt to what's, what's popular. And that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's uh, I mean, obviously supply and demand, if you're making a product that nobody wants, you're not going to stay in business very long. So you're, you know, diversifying the old portfolio and uh, making some, yeah. some delicious beer, but there's a revival of porters, right? You know, so American porters, making a comeback or they they did make a comeback yeah. at some point and now we have you know a whole huge variety of them you know so shout out anchor brewing company anchor yeah did you read that blog post to prepare for this <laughs> no i did yeah um, i hadn't really uh i didn't realize that they're because i think of anchor and i don't think of porters off no the head, but it's funny that they were yeah holstein yeah anchor steam beer um yeah, it's it's interesting to hear, you know, like that that traditional take on it and, and look into it. So super cool. I also watched a couple of things. I like saw a couple of things that were stouts versus porters. You know, it's obviously very closely related styles. Uh, right. so what comes to mind when you guys think of stouts versus porters? More of a like coffee, 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 coffee. Like it's more sweet to me. Like there's. A little more sugar, a little more thickness, and I get more coffee notes when I have like a stout. More um, roast, more char. Yeah, and uh, I think that's what I think. Yeah. I think, well, I think like you know, porters tend to have less like dark, completely roasted malts in the grain bill. You know, there's still an essence of some pale, and they're still like light. Yeah. I mean, you think of Guinness like stout, like that's light beer but i don't know i think i feel like it's a very thin line between them and i think traditionally when we think of with stouts you know we usually think of bigger heavier beers than porters being a little bit more light a little more dry yeah but not necessarily in color but you know in abv in essence yeah well i um you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about Lauren's uh, beer transition to uh, to stouts and to porters, uh, which I find remarkable based on her um, her early days of drinking, you know, ciders and seltzers. We oh. talked about her yeah. gluten intolerance, which is oh, I haven't had a cider in a while. How long? And I oh, you're so sweet. That's my thing. Is like a lot of the ciders that. Especially, like, so I feel like you go to a brewery, they have their beers, and they have a cider usually, or two on tap, and usually it's like the sweetest cider mm-hmm. around. But also, I think it's smart for like a good brewery not to try to brew a cider and to just have a guest like cider. a guest cider, yeah. Like, well, don't yeah. waste their time. Yeah, I mean, because that's not what you're, that thing's... Right. That kind of thing's not your bag, baby. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ciders are not our bag. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you just bring in a name, and they're like, oh, I love that one, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I just lied, because when we went to Austin for my birthday, we went to Austin that. Austin Works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we did go there. Austin but East. We, yeah. We did go there. Yeah. But we went to that, the Cidercade. Oh, yeah, Cidercade. Um, which, we had ciders there as well, so... There's a time place for ciders. Cider cake. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh, let's go get ciders. Yeah. But I'm more for like the dry or more bitter. I'm more of a red apple ale kind of (laughs) guy. Just kidding. I don't know the last time. I don't know if I've ever actually had Actually, there's malt in that. And you um, can't have that that if you're a gluten. It's a malt beverage, bro. I know, but I'm just saying, like, I can't have that when I was gluten free. It would make me sick. The gluten? Yeah, the gluten. Now you're very glutinous. I know. Lauren, do you happen to know what your first check-in was on Untapped in 2019? Ooh, transferring into Untapped Fun yeah, Facts. Yeah, we're doing a little deep dive here into some Untapped to kind of close things up for the day. But, Let me um, think. Um, what was the date? Well, your first check-in was in May of 2019. Mm. 
It's a good month. Uh, it's my birthday month. Um, wow. May of 2019. That's a short time ago. I know. I didn't really start drinking beer until I started hanging out we with can, you. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. 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 Um, you know, it's probably something from Pitt Street is what I'm going to say. What's your most educated guess? Pitt Street. Yeah. The way life goes up. Well, as you might have guessed, your first check-in actually was a cider. Really? Oh! Off-green from Bull City. Oh! Oh, it was at Emporium then. You don't even like that movie. And you gave it a 4.5, A 4.5? So that's when... That is where... Okay, so that is where I was, like, very generous. She's mean now. I am not generous now. I'm like, oh, that's a 4. She's like, (laughs) 3.25. What I found really funny was... um, And I'll I'll get into Joe's and mine later, but... So Lauren started off with a 4.5 in her very first check-in. It was a cider. Um, and if you follow that trail from May until November, actually around my birthday, November, it was just ciders, fruit beers, um, maybe a couple of seltzers. There was a couple of random like IPAs. I think maybe she was tasting of yours. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, November comes. She has Pitt Street's Code of Conduct, New England IPA. And then from there, Scottish... Pale ales, IPAs, porter, stouts just like unfold after that. It, it ensues after that. It's just, oh. whatever comes in, seltzers and ciders and fruit beers are gone. <laughs> and it's now IPAs and sky shales and, and dark beers. And oh, that's fun. It was really great. Um, and so another fun fact, in your first year, which was incomplete, it was May to December of 2019, you had 29 total check-ins. Okay. The following year, 2020, 176 check-ins. And then like 200 something. This year, now, now we're, you know, partway through. We have about three months to go. 283 in 2021 so far, check-ins. So, that means next year you got to get 500 in the year. Wow. Now, continue the trend. But some of those are tasters. Exactly. So now we're on track disclaimer. now. Have there been that many days in this Dis- year at this point? Disclaimer. You don't even know half of it, Lauren. Um, <laughs> we're going to go to Joe now. In 2015, oh September 2015, was Joe's very first check-in. 2015. Oh, gosh. This is a little farther back. I can only imagine. Your first check-in was. Oh, geez. Uh, oh, boy. Let's think. Let's think here. Wait, he wasn't even born yet. He just turned 10. Well, that was six. So he's four. Wait. Is it 2025? <laughs> I can't do math. <laughs> <laughs> Quick math. <laughs> Two plus two is four. Minus one, that's three. I'm so sorry. Why does it feel like almost every episode we have some kind of math dilemma? Okay, We're not a math I, podcast. I rely heavily on a calculator. Welcome to Math Podcast, where we add with single and double digits. I can't. Well, okay, first check-in. Let me guess here. I'm going to take a real educated guess. I'm going to go kind of crazy. I'm going to say... Uh, Brooklyn Black Chocolate Stout. Ooh. I was big into that that those times. Appreciate the guess. Um, totally wrong. The actual Elysian Dark of the Moon. Yo, double chocolate stout. That's those are all the beers that I like to go to. Are you familiar with Common Roots? Ooh, Common Roots Brewing. Yes, that actually coffee. Cup. coffee that was the first beer that I ever checked. First, unch- your first. That's very check-in. random. Wow. Fun fact: um, that brewery burned down. Oh, that's and then not fun fact. <laughs> that's the opposite of a fun fact. <laughs> well, no, I was gonna tell you the fun part was that the community rallied. And help them build a new location. That's a, there's the fun, That's fact. A fun That's a fact. fun fact. And I don't think I've ever had anything from there ever again after that check-in. But uh, that you know that happened not too long ago. I saw one of my one of my friends, uh, Corey, lives near there, and he was posting about it quite a bit. So that is in the capital region of New York. Hell yeah! Oh yes, yeah. yes. Well, you gave your first check-in a three seven five, so a little more modest, Ooh, a, little ma- modest a little more yeah. reasonable, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2015, you started in September, so a very short time. Four check-ins. <laughs> so you, you started. And, <laughs> I was taking a drink of water and I'll spit that out my nose. I started out real hard. <laughs> well, here's a more fun fact: 2016, the year after. Oh, four. Four. <laughs> yeah. You wow. Know what? Yeah. 2017, one. One. <laughs> yeah, a single check-in. Uh, apparently, yeah. Apparently, you just forgot about untapped in 2017. Yeah. So. 2017 is when I moved here. Too old That's North right. Kakalaki, well, so I so, know I drank some beers then. <laughs> so twenty eighteen comes around, fifty nine. Okay. I mean that's really still not no, a lot. Nothing. Twenty nineteen, hundred and forty eight. Okay. We're increasing. We're going up here. Twenty twenty, 
405. <laughs> okay, wow. okay, I really got into this app. <laughs> now, as of today, um, incomplete year of 2021, you have 510 check-ins. <laughs> so, not quite half of your total, but yeah, yeah. majority of it. So just about. It just shows the trajectory that, you know, the last yeah. year or two, and maybe you could equate it to 2020 where... Yeah, you know, we were in COVID and we just checking, like paying attention, you're buying beer and just checking them in, and you got nothing else to do. So, well, that's the thing. I think before, like, it was more of a just you know social. It's like I like beer, but it's a social thing, yeah. so I'm just gonna go, you know, have some beers and not really pay attention. But then, you know, since then, really started just it's paying attention. Effort. Yeah, paying attention to what yeah. what we're doing and, and what we're drinking, and you know, part of that with this year is is the you know is the the blog. And now the podcast. Yeah. Well, I, I got to start just a little, a year before Lauren, technically. Um, 2018 was my my start. Uh, I only checked in 22 beers that first year, so that's pretty slow for starting. What was your first check-in? My very first check-in was um, at Tapped here in Greenville. Ooh. It was Gateway Kolsch from French Broad River, which is an Asheville brewery. Interesting. Um, you also had it same day. So I did. Oh, we must have. That was our first wow. check in together. Oh. Oh, March like, really 20, 20, 2018. Um, I gave it a four two five, and Ooh. Joe scored it a three and a half. So <laughs> we've since become a little closer together in <laughs> yeah, our yeah. Uh, our average scores. I think Apparently we're a I wasn't more a Kolsch fan. Yeah. I'm still not. I like Kolsch's, and maybe that's why I just was so generous then, but. Well, the following year, I had 182 check-ins in 2019, so a little bit of an uptick there. Mm. 2020 was 430, Ooh. and as of today, 513 for 2021. Beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. So, we're literally within three of each other, Joe, for this year. It's it's wild, because we don't always drink together, but I guess we drink a lot together. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of um, catching up to do. Just kidding. Yeah, Lauren, you're yeah. about... Uh, 220 behind, so... Yeah, it's not really safe for me to try to catch up. Wait, you're 220 Jesus. behind for the year or for... For the year. Oh, okay, I was going to say, lifetime, I think no, it's... lifetime oh, no. is a lot. It's a lot more yeah. than that. A little more work to do there, but... Um, Don't worry, we'll, we will celebrate when I have my 500 check-in, guys. We will celebrate? Yeah. It's got to be coming soon, right? Oh, it is totally coming soon. I'm at... 500. Da, 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 488. 488? Yeah, I'll have two to check in tonight, though. Yeah, so you got 10 beers. So before 90. The weekend's coming up. You can drink 10 beers this weekend. Um, probably not. <laughs> but you could try. Um, maybe three. Okay. That's that's modest. That's modest. That's I know. That's 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 a nice level. That's a responsible. I am beers. a responsible individual. Responsibility is my middle name. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> okay. Responsibility. Or responsibility. Responsibility. Wow. Book just sounds a little easier to yeah, put on your yeah, it does. You know, yeah. formal yeah. documents. So. Yeah. Well, I think that takes us to the end of the end of episode three. But before we close, I gotta ask, Lauren, what did you learn today? learned that you guys have a lot of room to go on recognizing when something's dry hopped versus hey no one ever said it wasn't dry hopped it just doesn't say it on the can okay that doesn't exclude do you want me to email yeah so i want you to email sloop and say yo (laughs) yo actually did you even read the untapped description yeah i did i looked at that in addition did you go on their website um, I did, and it didn't say anything about dry hop because that's why I wanted to make sure before I called you out on it. Ooh, I did my I'm research. Fancy. I did my I research. Appreciate the effort. Right, yeah, Nick, what did yeah. you learn? What did you learn today? Well, I learned that uh, when you're camping for multiple <laughs> days, you better bring some some wet wipes or some moist towelettes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the well, so they're biodegradable moist. also. So several of the places that's we had sweet. like vault toilets. So it, they will spontaneously yeah. degrade. In spontaneously, <laughs> they'll spontaneously combust, <laughs> blowing the whole okay, thing. Okay, so they high. degrade in twenty-one days. So they're safe so to degrading. dispose of in that manner. Well, in that same, same vein, manner. I also learned that if you guys, you guys must be in it for the long haul if you're able to sit in a tent at night, breathing each other's four-day-old body odors. Yeah. Stank. That has to be. Uh, a, a, a testament to yeah what's to come for you guys so yes. I, I'm I appreciate so looking that. forward to this what about you Lauren 
Or no, Joe. What'd you learn, Joe? What I learn? Uh, you know, as usual, I learned something a lot less, you know, profound. Uh, but I learned that whip topping is a cool whip. Whip topping is the stuff in a can, which is actually whipped cream. But... <laughs> Wait, so are, but, are any of them actually whipped cream? Or are they all just... I guess if it's okay. whipped and you put it on top, it's whipped topping. Hmm. I'm topping. Like... I think about whipped cream when I'm, like, having a banana split. So, I understand your point now. Um, and maybe I'll retract my previous statement. You know why statement. it's called whipped topping? Because I put it on Because they probably, things. they can't legally call it whipped cream. But is it not cream that is whipped? Now, I it's do. oil. So, I actually take heavy whipping cream and make my own. Well, that's whipped cream. Yes. Well, cool Whip is, is... Cool Whip is not. It's hydrogenated, like, oils and Yeah, such. that's why it's whipped topping. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But now we know. But now we know. The more you know. The more you know. The more... Well, well that concludes episode three of Secondary Fermentation, brought to you by East Carolina Beer and Brewing. Uh, you know, if you're enjoying the podcast, if you think that we're worthwhile listening to... Uh, you must have a terrible uh, sense of humor and nothing to do. Uh, just kidding. But if you do like it, make sure to rate us on your podcast platform of choice. You know, it'd be, it'd be great to see some reviews. If you want to tell us, like, wow, you guys really suck, you can do that too. That's less nice, but but maybe don't. Yeah, yeah don't. maybe just lie and write just something just nice. Direct message us those. So that way yeah. we can cry in private about it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. The meaner, the better. Yeah. Um, and subscribe but yeah if you have a nice, nice thing to say you know make sure you, you leave a nice five star review actually you could leave a five star review but then scathing comments within that review that's fine I think it's just the stars that all that matter but that's true uh, again thanks for listening check us out eastcarolinabeer.com eastcarolinabeer at gmail.com uh, if you want to send us something I meant to say our Instagram handle but I'll tell you our email too Instagram handle is East Carolina Beer. Uh, and if you can't find us on any of those, then I guess you won't find us, and I don't know how you find this podcast. So, uh, good luck. But uh, cheers, everyone. Cheers. See you next time.